2: Star Pains Avenue. Coming
3: to you live from our houses in Los Angeles, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, the stock market. It goes up, it goes down. It's a bull, it's a bear. Does anybody really understand how it works? Tonight's guest does Guy Adami, an internationally known trader, professional investor, and one of the original Fast Money Five on CNBC's Fast Money. Let's take stock of the stock market and separate the bull market from the bullshit. Plus, verbal charades. Two words, two syllables. Sounds like HIT SHOW! I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to keep this show's conversational ticker, aiming for the portfolio of topical blue chips. And now, please welcome the woman who short sells coherency every time Paula Poundstone.
0: Thank you, guys. And thanks to tonight's house band, a returning champion on guitar and harmonica, Ben Castle. Ben is also the co host of the comedy podcast Totally Rad. Woohoo! Ooh. 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 Thanks, ben. ben Castle,
3: ladies and gentlemen.
0: You know,
4: Adam. Wait, ho- hold on. A, There's some um, god
3: awful crinkling happening. Who's crinkling? <laughs> Bonnie.
4: I'm not crinkling. Okay. Does it sound like I am?
3: Somebody was. <laughs>
4: I Wait, can't I t- Switch gears. Hold on. It
0: did. It did sound like you were
4: crinkling. I wasn't crinkling. Is that better?
0: Okay.
3: No, uh, nothing's feeling, happening Captain now. Crinkle? Now we're good.
0: I have a feeling she doesn't even know when she's crinkling anymore.
3: I think that's probably right.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's so, quiet. Adam, Adam, I yes. noticed something. Okay, we've talked about the kind of toilet paper that I use before because it's bamboo. And I asked the environmentalist that time about the claims yes. of environmental, um, uh, you know, superiority over one brand of toilet paper or the other. But right, on right. the packaging of my toilet paper, I just noticed yesterday, I I'm, the, the last time I bought a brand called New Trees, that's N-O-O, Trees, toilet paper, and it says this on the outside. It says 100% Virgin Ecolux, and then it has a copyright symbol over the words Virgin Ecolux. So they have... They—they're not even worried about being measured for environmental, uh, you know, sustainability one way or the other. They've simply invented their own language. Um, so I was thinking that we might start to promote nobody listens to Paula Poundstone by saying that nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is guaranteed 100% made with hilaria tonomonomy.
3: Hilaria tonomonomy. Oh.
0: Yeah. I mean, who's to say that it isn't?: <laughs> Hilart anonymity. No. I'm on board for that. I don't think Paula. I said it right. anonymity. There it is.: Oh anonymity.
3: Oh, yeah, sure.
0: It's definitely made with 100 percent of that. Yeah. Um, do you know what I did yesterday? I know you want to know.
3: I do want to know.
0: I and it was a hot day out yesterday, but it didn't matter to me. I was out there. I dug, I dug a hole in my front yard, dug a big hole. Just Why? kept digging. Yeah.
3: Why'd, you, uh, why'd you dig because, a
0: hole? Because my vacuum cleaner broke down.
3: Those two facts don't seem to go uh, together in any possible way.
0: Well, I was going to bury the vacuum cleaner. And then, that's what I've done in the past. Um, but I decided that maybe I could... Wait, bury still it? K- yeah. I love my vacuum cleaner. I call it, It's a Dyson. I call it Mr. Dyson. Um, I just... Vacuuming is very important to me because I have a lot of cats. And there's just something so satisfying about vacuuming, you know, when it goes well. Uh, so I, I dug a hole, and then at the last minute I decided not to bury it. I thought, you know what, maybe I can, um, you know, maybe I can still work with it. The ball won't roll. You know, the Dyson prides itself on the big ball. Right. Uh,
1: now, and, let uh, me ask you something, Paul. Have you considered
0: roll. getting it fixed? I can't afford a thing like that. <laughs> Whose paper was that? Okay, that was me.
4: <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a question, Bonnie? <laughs> Why are you doing that? No, I'm making a note that we should get Mr. Dyson, if he's not alive, somebody from Dyson to come on and be a guest. Well, that's a great idea, but you know, well, Bonnie... Well, are you making that note on parchment? Yeah. No, I How do you a manage- piece of paper. Let's just let Paula continue. I'll explain when it's my turn. That was that was a particularly
0: noisy... There used to be, years ago, <laughs> years ago there was a character on television named Bozo the Clown. And Bozo was a locally done television show. So the Chicago Bozo looked similar but was not actually the same person as the Boston Bozo or the New York Bozo. They were done by local stations. And one of the things Bozo would do is he would—it was a kid's show, and it had a live audience of kids. And he'd call a kid up from the audience, and he would write the kid's name on a big um, easel with a big newsprint paper— and, and he would write the kid's name, and then he would draw a picture from the kid's name. It was really very clever. Um, and when he tore it off, he did like a big <laughs> flourish of his gloved bozo hand, and it made a sound really quieter than the paper that you just tore <laughs> off. How is that possible? <laughs>
3: And on that note, let's go around the horn. Let's go to Tony <laughs> Nita Holland, Studio City.
0: How are you, Tony? Oh goodness gracious! I'm doing great. <laughs> okay, I, I. You know what? I've started watching Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy movies.
4: Oh, oh that's, that's fun. terrific.
0: Yeah. So. What have you seen I've so watched, far? Uh, um, desk set.
3: That's a good one. Adam's
0: Rib. Oh, that's I love Death Set, one. Adam's Rip,
4: and then I'm halfway through Woman of the Year. Oh, that's great! Did you
0: see their? Um, did you see Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy in Deliverance? <laughs> I don't think that's them, Paula. Yeah, they did a they did an earlier version. <laughs> Sir, I suggest that you squeal like a pig. Yeah, it was
3: um no, Do she me wasn't the favor,
0: the, sir, of squealing like a pig. No, she wasn't the assailant. Uh she wouldn't be. Um but it was it was good. It was exciting. Um you know, gave me a backache <laughs> from stress the way the uh the second the, the the remake of Deliverance with Burt Reynolds did. Boy, I'll tell you what. That Catherine Hepburn can use a uh, a bow and arrow. She is Well, she was. Yeah, she's. She was quite an archer. And I understand she did a lot of the white water stuff on her own. Didn't even have a a a stunt woman. Um, On her
3: version of Deliverance with Spencer Tracy.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was really, really, really good. Um, Did you see um, Tony? Did you see Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy in Halloween Two? What are we doing, Paula? Scared me. The... I missed
2: that on the list. Oh yeah,
0: it scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah.
2: Jason, plays...
4: I'm your
3: sister. I demand that you stop this. Not, it's, not, it's not. It would be Michael. Michael, I'm your sister. I demand that you stop this.
0: Yeah, she. He's a. Um, he's a babysitter, like a teenage babysitter, and she, mm-hmm. you know, shows up at the door. Whew. Oh my God, it's scary! And there's a scene in the closet where um, she fends him off. No, he fends her off. It's very, very scary. Um, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Those are some great movies.
0: Did you um, see? Uh, did Did you see Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy in Eleven Angry Men and a Woman?
3: That's a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, very, very good. Uh, you know. Yeah. And it had a surprising twist to it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so you have. Did to you see Catherine to.
3: Hepburn and Spencer Tracy in Last Tango in Paris?
0: Oh, boy, can she tango.
3: Yeah, she could.
0: Um, that feels wonderful. I, Please do that again. She shouted at him. Uh, yeah.
3: You know, listeners coming into this show might have thought that the superior Catherine Hepburn
0: impression was done by Paula and not me. No, not true at all. That was all yours. There oh, we go. my God. Tony, Tony, is Willy Wonka on yeah. the list? Is Willy Wonka on the list? <laughs> Catherine Hepburn and, and Spencer Tracy and Willy Wonka. It's one of the best um, versions. Right, because it's, it's, right, uh, it's Spencer yeah,
3: it's, Tracy and a little cap as Charlie and Catherine Hepburn yeah. as Willy Wonka.
0: It was one of my favorite films I've ever seen. I, I love I love the Catherine Hipper and Spencer Tracy version of Willy Wonka.
3: Oh. Uh, oh look everybody, uh, it's our favorite hand puppet, Mrs. Culpepper. We haven't seen you in a while, Mrs. Mrs. Culpepper. How are you?
0: Sunrise, dip it in some <laughs> dew. Oh, the captain and I used to love do we'd say, let's watch a film together tonight. And I would say to him, and I knew what his answer was going to be. But I would say to him, "What would you like to watch?" And he would say, "Uh, uh, uh, uh Willy Wonka." And I'd put on the Gene Wilder one. He'd go, "No, no, not that one. The uh, the 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 Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy, Willy Wonka." And uh, yeah, there's oh, nothing like watching funny.
3: her welcoming them. I, I totally understand, <laughs> Mrs. Culpepper.
0: Come with me,
3: and you'll be in a land of pure imagination. <laughs> uh mrs culpepper uh what are you and the captain watching now during uh the covid lockdown
0: well we don't watch films at this time madam uh together we don't watch films together
3: oh you don't Uh, why are you more tv people or listening to a lot of music i suppose
0: no it's not a matter of the the source of the entertainment that is not the problem
3: oh i see um. All right. Well, if you're not if you're not getting along, you're not getting along. I, I'm sorry to hear that, Mrs. Culpepper.
0: Uh, no, it's not that, Adam. The captain. The captain has passed. What? Uh, that's true. Don't tell days.
3: me the. Don't tell me the coronavirus claimed yet another victim. I mean, I know he was it quite was, elderly, it was, but
0: it was not the coronavirus. It was uh, tarotoxism, uh in fact, which is the poisoning by uh, cheese or other dairy product.
3: Certainly, everybody knows that. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear it, and once again, I seem to have brought up a painful memory that I probably should have recalled from an earlier episode.
0: It was uh, exactly right. It was a painful, painful memory. Uh, i recall now that it was the good of the goddam, Adam, before you ask another question. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it's
3: good to have you back, Mrs. Culpepper, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Lovely to be here. Captain Crinkle, Bonnie Burns, welcome to our program. Uh, What have you been up to besides making
4: extraneous sounds? Well, I want to explain the extraneous sounds. So my daughter got me these notebooks because I had papers all over my desk. And so the idea, which I agree with, is you make all your notes in the notebook. But I pulled that piece of paper out to make sure I'd see it. The Tyson vacuum cleaner. the whole notebook... No, but that had to be in a special place so that I wouldn't forget. And I could bring it up with Tony. No, but
0: the notebook, as opposed to loose paper system, (laughs) is rather
4: destroyed when you tear the papers out of the notebook. (laughs) No, I know, but there's so many things to do. It gets so that there's so many pages written on in the notebook. To give a page special attention, I have to pull it out, and then that's like,
0: You've made your your notebook. Your notebook is OSHAs. OSHA? (laughs) OSHAs. OSHA? It's an adjective that means serving no practical purpose, producing no useful result, futile.
4: Uh, Oh, was that a... Oh, I guess that was a vocabulary word. It was a vocabulary word. It was OSHAs. Oh. Okay, well, no, because what I end up doing (laughs) is either folding the paper in half lengthwise so that I know it looks different or I'll put it in the notebook but I push it up to the top like in the back so it gets special attention. You know what we should do?
0: (laughs) Captain Captain Crinkle should have her own line of office supplies.
4: Yes.
0: (laughs)
3: Captain Crinkle's extra loud office supplies.
0: Yes, exactly. Just shit that makes noise. Like yeah. Okay. <laughs> like a, a pen that when you when you touch the ballpoint of the pen to the page it goes ah! <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. Right. And your stapler goes ooga.
4: <laughs> you know, that just reminds yeah. me I still have not been able to figure out how to get that butterfinger ringtone on my cell phone. <laughs> oh my god. Apropos of nothing, Bonnie Burns opens
3: up a, a, a wound on this show that I thought was long closed, which is that
2: <laughs> Bonnie,
3: it's so Bonnie spent the better part of a year trying to get Paula's Butterfinger uh, rap single on, on iTunes. Not my
0: Butterfinger.
3: And that whole saga can be heard. I think it takes up episode sixty through sixty-three of our show. <laughs> or <so. It's>
0: <laughs> it wasn't a better part of Bonnie, a year.
2: She trying
3: to <laughs> explain how all that happened. Yeah, no. So, Bonnie, you you, you can't get the ringtone that you relentlessly marketed on our show on your own
4: iPhone. No, I was like putting the different tones on my phone, and I thought, you know, this is so pathetic. I'd really like to have Paula's ringtone on my phone. It'd be great that that's what went off when it rings. And I cannot figure out how to download this. And for a while, I was having a hard time figuring out how to upload it yeah <laughs> well for our
3: listeners who uh, have used phones before um, it is available to you <laughs> I know I know we have at least several listeners who's bought it
0: uh, um... yeah maybe uh, Bonnie are you trying to put it on your landline that could be part no. of the phone. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well. I don't know the difference between download and upload. I don't know. To me, that's like being in New York when they, when a cab says, are you going downtown or uptown? And I'm like, well, I just want to go to this address. Could I just get in the car and you drive me?
3: Wow. I, Both I of those have very downtown. good
0: explanations.
3: <laughs> well, downloading right, so and uploading up- is is the uh, difference between um, receiving and giving. That a uh, download is, is something you receive and an upload is
4: something you give. Huh, I wouldn't have thought of that. No, that seems complicated to me. But
0: that's exactly <laughs> what it is! It's not complicated. It's not, <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> Bonnie, um, I don't know, it's not my place to plug this, but Bonnie um, is now uh, offering a tech webinar on Wednesday afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I, I have learned so much from it. That, um, I ha-
3: I offered a completely lucid explanation as to the difference between uploading and downloading. You send you send an upload, you receive a download.
4: No, you mm. said something about giving. Sending, like, giving, yes. Yeah, send, okay, whatever. Uh, oh my God. Okay.
3: Hey Paula, <laughs> <So laughs> save so us. Adam, do you have a word? Yes.
0: So Adam, at your house, do you say um what do you hope Santa <laughs> What do you What do you you hope Santa uploads to you this year? Is that giving? Uh, Is uploading giving or uh, which was call upload?
3: Sending, sending, giving, sending. Like if I upload a a file, I'm giving it to the web. I'm sending it to the web. I'm sending it away from me.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope to. uh, I hope to download a pony this year. Fala,
3: please tell me you have a yeah. word.
0: <laughs> I do have a word. Adam, I have a word. Uh, All it's right. upload. Uh, it isn't. No. <laughs> damn it. No, Adam, it's not. It, my, my word is uh, impunity. It's a noun that means freedom from punishment or from the harmful results of an action. Here, I'll use it in a sentence. Trump lies with impunity. Now, the truth is, I've heard this word many times, but I wasn't quite sure what it meant. In fact, I maybe even did know what it meant at one time, but I forgot. So I don't want to lose it again, and therefore, I am putting this word into my vocabulary song. Great. Wait a minute. I have to get my... I have to get my Glock. And uh, NRA people, don't get all excited. I mean Glockenspiel. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh,
3: in uh, your hands, a Glockenspiel can be just as lethal as a Glock.
0: Not true. <laughs> This week's word is impunity. It's a noun that means freedom from punishment or from the harmful results of an action. He fell off the roof and didn't end up in traction. Last week's word was phlegmatic. It's an adjective that means unemotional and calm. Oh, look, I just drove a nail through my palm. The week before that we had quotidian. It's an adjective that means happening every day, daily, or ordinary. Like a manor eating a blueberry. Going back before that we had gauchery. It's a noun that means awkward or unsophisticated ways. I haven't used a napkin in days. And not long ago we had disputatious. It's an adjective that means fond of or causing heated arguments. Fuck you, I don't want your two cents. Let's never forget (laughs) free. Oh, excuse me. Let's never forget free, which I pronounced wrong until nobody James Hyder, corrected me. It's a noun that means confused jumbler medley of things. Hodgepodge, who's podge, hodgepodge. Adam doesn't think my song is replicable, replicable, replicable. But I do, I do, I do. (coughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> That's how the greats do it. Uh yeah. when they make a mistake, uh when they're playing a song concert, they make a mistake, they admit it.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh Woo! I remember seeing Yo-Yo Ma once and in in the middle of a of a concerto, he just he just said, "Oh fuck, wait.
0: Yeah, Let me do yeah, that again. Beverly yeah. Sills, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that one uh, performance uh, by Pina Paul, and Mary of um, Puff the Magic Dragon. And right. uh, they said, uh, Puff the Magic Dragon, fuck. And then Dragon, just willing to admit their mistakes right along the way. I like that.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Woo! Comforting. Oh, my gosh, I'm sweating. I am dripping
3: yeah, with sweat from the musical exertions.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get blisters on my fingers.
3: <laughs> well, Paula, you you are you are playing playing the living hell out of that thing. You're, I mean, it's it's an amazing Glock work. I'm I'm happy to be part of this vocabulary song. Um,
0: you know, and, uh, I keep getting invitations from you know symposiums and the like in Europe for the you know various Glockenspiel appearances, but because of the, the travel ban. Uh, from Europe uh, on Americans, I, I haven't been able to go over, and uh, boy, it's just breaking the hearts of Glockenspielists all over the world.
3: Well, it's a, it's a pity. I, I mean, I'm sure that you've got a lot. I mean, at some point, you might even consider getting a Glockenspiel that has more than eight
0: notes. That's ridiculous. You know, well, if, you know a, what? A, a I lot, lot always of say, them if, do. You know, if you can't get it done in eight notes, then you're not. You're, you can't do it. So. That's what I say. That's a <laughs> eight eight notes is plenty. You and if, use you can, them and diff- if you
3: can get it done in eight notes, you're almost certainly white.
0: No, you know, Adam, this is not yeah. a race thing. Um uh th- 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 Well, I, w-
3: I was refer I was referring to to to, to you know, all the blue notes, the, the the accidentals. That you don't really get to play that much on an eight note scale.
0: Oh, I knew that. Uh, I, You know, I'll tell you something. <laughs> my uh, my glockenspiel is a downtown glockenspiel. I don't know if you know the difference between a downtown glockenspiel and an uptown glockenspiel, but mine is a downtown glockenspiel. I just get in the
3: cab and, and, and say, can't I just tell you what song I want to hear?
0: Yeah, I just have never understood the uptown-downtown thing in the cabs.
4: Oh, you don't do that North in South- Los
0: Angeles. You get in the cab, you tell them where you want to go. Well,
3: New York has all these avenues that are one way. So when a cabbie picks you up on 8th Avenue, they want to know if you want to go uptown or downtown because if you, if you want to go in the other direction, that's kind of a pain in the ass for them to turn around because they have to go you know, to a different avenue.
0: You know what? Cry me a river. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you drive a cab and you have to go to a different avenue? Oh boy, and, you know, that's gonna, ca- that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a problem, huh? Yeah. So there's people who just drive in one direction all day. No, they turn around. I mean, they they
3: do turn around.
0: They it's just the want to know where you're headed.
3: Goes-
0: no, the cab driver says I'm I'm headed west today. If you're not going west, don't get in.
3: <laughs> they often have places to be too. If their dispatcher, you know, their cab has to go downtown at the end, they need to know that.
4: No, they don't.
0: That's... <laughs> just...
3: All right, then they ask you for no reason other than to mess with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they just go, They just go, I'm going west, so, you know, if you go to Kansas, great. Otherwise, don't even get in. And then they just head out just one direction. <laughs> That's it. You're just go in that direction. You know, it's not oh. a fucking plane. It's a car. You just turn it around. Oh, I can't turn. Can't. was it? You got one of those wheels that don't turn, Mr. New York cab driver? Yeah. No, it. okay, I, it is a pain in the ass if you're not going the right direction. That is ridiculous.
3: Thank you, Tony Anita Idaho. <laughs> you're
0: welcome. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous.
3: <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you asked, and I gave you a very reasonable explanation. You're like, well, no, that's not it.
0: No, and apparently that's part of what slowed down the mail. They got this guy that um, Trump has running the post office, Um, the postmaster general, was a cab driver in New York. And so they'll only take your mail in one direction. So, like, for example, with vote by mail, you know, if you live east of where the votes get collected, then they just aren't going to get there.
3: I got to tell you, in terms of getting there, this entire segment has become a kafka-esque maze for me that i'm hoping to find my way out of it and i and i think i have coming up bernard baruch said the main purpose of the stock market is to make fools of as many men as possible our guest will try to save you from that fate that's coming up when we return on nobody listens to paula poundstone
0: On this day in unremarkable history, Johannes Brahms said, I fell asleep three times while writing it.
3: <laughs> Thank you, house band Ben Castle, and we're back. Paula, um, what do you know about the stock market?
0: You know, <laughs> I have watched... <laughs> The PBS NewsHour, almost every night for 30 uh, 30 or so years. And at the end of the news summary every night, they always talk about the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones Industrial. I have never, in the course of these 30-something years, known what it meant. Really? Now that that I don't have any money, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't have any money either, uh, I've taken an interest in the subject of investments I think it's kind of the same as when Monopoly became popular during the Depression. Like, it's just fun to imagine buying and selling. Um, But uh, I don't know anything about it at all. Well, we
3: have somebody here who can guide you about, uh, about the stock market. And it's me! No, it's not. Oh, I'm an idiot. no! No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Guy Adami is one of the original Fast Money Five on CNBC's Fast Money and chief market strategist and director of advisor advocacy for Private Advisor Group. My old job. He is an independent trader, a champion for independent <laughs> financial advice, and a veteran financial services leader. Please welcome to our show, Guy Adami. What is going
1: on? Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, Guy
1: Phelps. Guy. Wait a second. Before we start, I want to hear about the guy that fell asleep riding something three times. I mean, that's fascinating stuff, Paul. No, you, he, can g- he
0: fell asleep writing it.
1: Oh, writing.
0: Johannes
1: Brahms. Writing with a W. I, I yes, fell asleep
0: three times while writing it.
1: Uh-huh. Sorry about yeah. that. My mind. Yeah. I apologize. Sorry yeah, about that's that. Right.
0: That's It happens all the time. It's because you were dozing off. Um, let me begin with something very basic, Guy. Go ahead. What's a,
1: what's a stock? What is a That's a great question, Paula Poundstone. I'm going might start calling you P squared here. A stock means if you buy a share of Apple, for example, that means you're an owner of the company. You have partial ownership of the company. So a stock owner is an ownership in the company that you bought. So Apple, General Electric, Boeing. Netflix. So if you were sitting around watching Netflix and you say to yourself, gee whiz, it seems like everybody's doing that. Maybe I should invest in this company. You can become an owner of the company by purchasing one share of the stock. And that also entitles you to go to the annual shareholders meeting, which are tons of fun. So that is in a nutshell, what a stock is ownership of a company.
0: Is there a, is it limited edition?
1: Limit, limited edition, like an Eagles uh, record? Limited no, are, he, I, I think she's asking if there's a finite number of stocks. There, the, yeah. no, That's a great question. So in terms of stocks, I think right now in the United States, there are 4,000 actively traded stocks either on the Dow Jones or the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ, which I'm certain we'll talk about. Then you factor in all those penny stocks. They're probably close to 15,000 or so Uh, listed stocks that Phelps and Paula Poundstone can trade uh, somewhat actively. Let's put it that way. What's a a
0: penny stock?
1: Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. Stocks that trade in pennies or nickels and dimes. Typically, uh, we call those lottery tickets in the business. and And in our show, we try to avoid talking about them because just the mere utterance of a name of a penny stock can make the stock go higher or lower, and we try to avoid that at all costs. In our show at you know, CNBC, we try to avoid talking about stocks with a market capitalization, in other words, a worth of less than $500 million. The thought being there, those stocks will not move as much if we mention their name. So that's sort of the guidelines, the parameters that we follow. Interesting.
0: Um, Guy, so what is the NASDAQ? What's that?
1: So NASDAQ's an exchange. So it's inter- another interesting question. So the NASDAQ is, is an actual exchange in the middle of Times Square. It's on the corner of 43rd and Broadway, very large building, circular. You've probably gone by it a 1,000 times. And on that exchange is listed basically the companies that you know are the NASDAQ 100 that people talk about. For example, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, companies that you all know and love, those are listed on the NASDAQ. So Starburns. when you hear NASDAQ, Starbucks, those are the companies. No,
0: Starburns. The, I don't the, think uh,
1: Starburns is, is, is on the NASDAQ bar. Starburns, ball. is, that, that's is Starburns. that a friend that's of the, that's yours? Our network. Is that
3: somebody it's our from Alabama? Network. What's that? It's our audio network that we're on. It's oh, a podcasting the Star- network. The
1: Starburns network listed yes. on the NASDAQ. It is or-
0: Or Lipstick Nancy Guy, which is the name of my company, and I sell these uh, Poundstone Pussy Pillows that are full of catnip.
1: Excuse me? Uh, That's on the NASDAQ. Uh Uh-huh.
0: It's a cat toy. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Okay, but
0: again— Yeah, we're on the NASDAQ guy. uh, You know what, Guy? Paula does bring up something kind of interesting that
3: I would guess that, that might be interesting for you to explain to her. Her, which is the difference between lipstick Nancy and I presume Starburns Audio are privately held companies right. and thus can't
1: be on an exchange, right? Right. They have not. They have made the decision to be a private company. For example, and I'm not looking to get into the politics of this, but the basically the largest privately held company in the United States by and large is Coke Industries, headquartered out of Wichita, Kansas. Cargill is another company that you might have heard of, also basically in the Midwest. Those are two. Private companies have not gone public, and there are a number of reasons why they decided to stay private. So your company might be thinking about going public at a certain point, but maybe they want to get critical mass before they do it. Or any mass. Or any mass. So any mass, en mass, go to mass. So,
0: So by private, do you mean that there is no stock
1: uh, but, well, there's no publicly traded stock, so they may have shareholders within the company, but it's not publicly traded. In other words, Paul Poundstone or Phelps can't go out there and call his, his or her broker up and say, hey, buy me five shares of that lipstick. What was that called? Nancy? Lip- yeah. yeah, yeah, lipstick yeah, Nancy. That's not happening. We could come up with a great symbol for it if we decided to go public, like Lipnan or something. I don't know. You guys, yeah. I'm sure, have thought it through. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, of course everything- we have. Everything made by Lipstick Nancy, by the way, guy, is made with 100% Hilariata nominominy.
1: (laughs) Of course it is. I would expect nothing less. All right, so wait a minute.
0: Go back to to what an exchange is. We're going really basic here. Okay,
1: so do you you ever see them? I know the answer to this. This is what they call a rhetorical question. I love the fact that there's an H in rhetorical. Um, But did you remember the movie Trading Places? Of course you yeah, both Yeah, with Eddie I Murphy. Did,
0: I don't remember it very well, Come, but okay. Oh,
1: Paula, please. I mean, uh, we're about it the, the same age. You remember the movie? At the end of the movie, they're trading Florida concentrated orange juice. Remember that whole thing? I and don't remember that. There are people yelling that. and screaming. Phelps, help me out here. Wait a minute. Uh, wait yeah, a minute. at the end of the movie, there's people yelling and screaming. and They're
3: at the floor of a stock exchange. I they
1: believe. are on the floor of the New York Mercantile Exchange, and that is people buying and selling securities. The Dow Jones traded on the New York Stock Exchange, or men and women buying and selling securities. So that's what an exchange is. It's a okay. place where people come together to buy and sell securities, stocks, bonds, uh, commodities, those types of things.
0: Now, trading places, are you mm-hmm. talking about the Catherine Hepburn, yes. um, Spencer Catherine Tracy? Catherine Hepburn was
1: in that movie, Spencer Tracy, along with yeah. Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. That's right.
0: Oh, my gosh. They were so great. Weren't 20, they so great? Much, no, yeah, it's tremendous. Years, yeah. So much to look forward to. Okay, so so the NASDAQ is a specific place where people are trading?
1: That is correct. This NASDAQ located in Midtown Manhattan the New York Stock Exchange on Lower Manhattan on the corner of Broad And Wall Street, yes, Broad Street.
0: That's Lower Manhattan.
1: Lower Manhattan.
0: What about is it? Is that uptown or downtown? Come on, Paul! (laughs) You just
1: answered your own question. I mean, come on. It's lower, lower,
0: Paula. Lower be downtown.
1: Lower would be downtown. It's about as far downtown as you could possibly get without falling into a body of water. Yes,
0: but it's a circular building, guy. So why does it matter? why can't the cab driver just drive around the building and come the other way if they need to?
1: Again, asking me questions that I just don't have the answer. I mean, it's one of those things that mankind has been sort of wrestling with for all all eternity.
0: All right, so... So where is the Dow then? What is the Dow and where is, is it? What is
1: the Dow? The Dow is question. an in, That's a great question. So it's, a, it's an indice of 30 companies. Don't ask me to name all 30. But today, for example, the S&P 500, which are 500 companies, closed at an all-time high. Think about that for a second, Paula and Phelps. Think about this country, where we are, what we're in the midst of. And during this entire thing, on today, 103 days after the market cratered in March, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, as well as the NASDAQ, effectively are all trading at record highs. It's a staggering thought. So the chasm, and that's another word with an H in it that probably is unnecessary, between the real economy and and the stock market continues to widen and has never been wider, in my opinion.
3: And, and, and that's an important thing, especially because uh, we, we have a president who seems to not believe this, but the stock market
1: is not the economy, right? Not at all. The president, I think, knows exactly what's going on, but he understands that if he continues to point out the fact that the stock market is making all-time highs, um, to a large portion of this country, they'll equate that with, or conflate it with, the real economy. And they'll say to themselves, right. gee whiz, look at what's going on here in the United States. And Listen, I mean, it's working for him. When he started his administration, he said the stock market is going to be a report card for how well we're doing, and the stock markets are at all-time highs. And that's just—I'm i am not saying it should be, shouldn't be. I'm just stating facts. Right. So we'll see what's going to happen in November. But that's a huge portion, a huge part of his platform.
0: But doesn't that suggest that the rich people— um, are not affected by the economy the way the rest of us are.
1: You know the answer to that. That's 100% true. I mean, the, in this environment, um, the rich are getting richer. And you know, you say to yourself, well, give me an example. Well, look at what's happened to the stock in Amazon. Look what's happened to Facebook. Look what's happened to Apple. Look at the large owners of those stocks. So the wealthiest people, their wealth is growing exponentially while most people are hurting. I mean, at the, he- at the peak of this downturn, There were 40 million fellow Americans unemployed. I don't know what that number is now. It's not 40 million, but we're talking about somewhere between 10 and 15 million. So for a lot of people, things have never been worse. Yet on the other end of the spectrum, things have never been better. So, you know, you continue to have this have and have nots, and that's problematic. And that's only, in my opinion, going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, So what's a bond, Guy? So if a company wants to raise money and they don't want to issue stock for whatever reason, they can basically go out and have people lend them money. So they'll issue bonds and Phelps can say, you know what? I want to buy those Apple 30-year bonds. They're yielding whatever they yield. And you get paid uh, basically a coupon every month, every six months, every year. So you lend them money and they pay you back interest. Now, the okay, riskier so back up. the company. What's the
0: yield? What does well, that mean?
1: Well, I was just see that. Look at you. I was yeah, just right. going to go down there. So the yield yeah. is basically the percentage that they're paying you to uh, borrow money from you. In other words, Paul is lending Apple money. They're going to pay you a yield. Now, the riskier the company, if you think about this intuitively, the higher the yield, right? The more risk, the higher interest rate they have to pay you. And then oh, you see. go back into the 80s. And there was something that was created called junk bonds. So you can think about that intuitively And the name. Junk bonds suggest very risky, yet you're getting paid a very high rate of interest. So that's how bonds work, depending on how risky the company, the higher the risk, the higher the yield, typically.
0: So why did Michael Milken uh, start out as some sort of a hero for his work with junk bonds and then it all fell apart?
1: Yes, I don't know if you've ever met Michael Milken, and I'm saying this in all sincerity. So, Michael Milken back in the eighties, so think about this for a second. In the nineteen eighties, Michael Milken himself was making five hundred million dollars a year. Think about that. So, what happened was, you know, without getting into the you know the nitty-gritty of what he did, he became bigger than the actual industry. And if you recall, then a prosecutor or DA named Rudy Giuliani. They spent more money investigating Drexel Burnham than they spent on all previous investigations combined. And what happened was, you know, in this country, you're allowed to be successful to a point, and then I think you get too big, and then you get a crosshair on your back. And I think that's what happened with Michael Milken. And
0: It's certainly with, what's happened with me.
1: No, no yeah. question about it. I mean, no there's a, you know, P-squared crosshair, it's, I mean, it's all over. <laughs> if you If you do the hashtag, you see it on Twitter, it trends every yeah. day. Yeah. Everybody's on yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So what, so what happened with that? So when you say that he was worth more than the industry, I'm not I sure he what you mean got, about that. I, I
1: think he just got... He became the industry. In other words, instead of the industry being the thing on top, he became bigger than the actual industry. When you said Wall Street back then, immediately you thought of Michael Milken. And I think for a lot of people, that was problematic. I mean, I'm not suggesting that he was bigger in terms of net worth than the industry. What I'm saying is... He became the face of the industry and, and, and thus had to be brought down. In my opinion, listen, there was, I'm sure there were some illegalities going on, and I don't remember exactly what happened, but my point is, he got too big, and they came after him, and they put him away for a while. But you know, if you think about what he's done in his second second life, he's given a, a tremendous amount of money to charities True he's enough. done some pretty, yeah, some pretty magnanimous things. So very interesting individual, Michael Milken.
0: All right, so he made his money in junk bonds. Uh, Did he ever mess around with mutual funds, whatever Uh, that is? So
1: mutual funds basically are pooled accounts. So Paula Poundstone has a few hundred thousand dollars sitting around. She's like, you know what? I'm going to put it into a mutual fund. And then Phelps says, you know what? I got a few bucks as well. And they put it into the same mutual fund. There are all kinds of mutual funds. I think right now globally, I think they're $55 trillion or something in mutual funds. I think Great Britain is the largest country in terms of assets under uh, management and mutual funds. But they're pooled accounts, and they should be managed by a professional. And and, that's sort of your Wikipedia um, definition. Not that interesting, but that's what what they are.
0: When you say managed, what do you mean? Is it someone with a name tag telling them what aisle... What what do you mean by managed?
1: Well, people that are actually buying and selling securities, stocks, bonds, whatever's in the mutual fund that they think obviously is going to appreciate in value. So managed in so much as somebody's watching it actively. Does that make they're sense? They're doing the
3: investing for us. Uh, they're doing.
1: They're doing your home. Paul, remember when you were in high school? Yes. And you sat next to that cute guy and and you asked him to do his home you, your homework for him or her. You know what I'm talking about? That's what these they're doing your homework for you does that make sense
0: yeah I never would have asked anyone no, to do probably, my homework know. I was too proud I just plain didn't do
1: it we um, should take the show public
0: I'm thinking about it what, hey, gonna, I yeah had, I mean I along of with
1: lipstick Nancy you take this public forget about it. you'll be the next uh, Jeff Bezos that's
0: right oh man I like that idea except for I think I would pay my employees nah um oh, all right so oh. uh <laughs> I have a question for you. This managing, this watching what different Uh companies are doing, right? And then, so Mm -hmm. you're talking about being able to go buy, buy, or sell, sell right at the critical moment, right? Well, what Mm -hmm. about, um, and I didn't read Michael Lewis's book, Flash Boys, but I heard him interviewed. And uh, isn't that like a computerized way of doing that, that is going to outstrip anybody?
1: It's interesting. So you're talking about the difference between, you know, human beings by definition are emotional creatures. And when you bring emotion into markets, um, typically bad things happen. As computers and artificial intelligence, computer learning has come in, they obviously don't trade with emotion. And there are a lot of people that think in the years to come, people are going to no longer do this. And it's all going to be algorithms and and computer learning generated models. And and maybe that's what's going to happen. There are people, though, Throughout history, that are very good at picking stocks, at picking um, sectors, and looking at the macro environment, saying, you know what, given what's transpiring right now, I think this is going to happen over the next six months, and those things play out. So, a lot of people have made careers out of making one or two really good calls. And so, but to your point, what you're getting at is there's somebody in the business, and your listeners can Google this name, uh, Peter Lynch. And Peter Lynch would say, buy what you know. For example, you go, to, uh, you go to Chipotle Mexican Grill and the place is packed and you say, gee whiz, look at this. And then you look up and say, this is a publicly traded company. I can buy shares in this company. And you understand it because you've been there and you see how many people are there. That's buying what you know, as opposed yeah. to going to an Abercrombie and Fitch, for example, and they have the 60% off uh, labels all over the place and nobody's there. And you say to yourself, gee whiz, it doesn't look like they're doing too well. I'm not going to buy their stock. So a lot of it can be done just being a human being and paying attention to your surroundings.
0: Under the current uh, situation that we're in, if you go to Chipotle and it's packed and then you go to the Abercrombie and fuck and it's empty.
1: Excuse me? I missed that last one.
0: Uh, and you go to the Abercrombie and fuck, but it's empty,
2: <laughs> right,
0: then uh, the soft porn posters at Abercrombie and fuck, um, it, it, then you wouldn't want to buy Chipotle because all their customers are going to be dead soon because they're <laughs> packed into a restaurant. And... You shouldn't be packed into a restaurant. So right you're weeds. You're <laughs>
1: getting see. in the weeds now, Paul. I mean, you, no, you understand I'm my in I mean, You're really dragging this down into the, the depths of misery. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying?
3: Yes, uh, I, in non-covid times. Th- but if you want to
1: get all like you know Nietzsche or John Paul Sartre and you know the existential, you're right. Exactly. Spot on.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: Nietzsche I, had his joyful so, moments. Not so but, much
1: Sartre.
0: But guy, oh, I went to a party with Nietzsche once. The nah, guy was, he, I, no, <laughs> honestly. No, yeah. he like lampshade on the head always, oh, yeah. you know, every every, every time I turn around, he had a, a bunch of people around him and he was saying, you know, two guys walk into a bar. Uh, oh my God, Nietzsche was, uh, you know, th- you know that expression, knee slapping Nietzsche? That's sure, where that yeah, comes from. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, Arthur William Feather said one of the funny things about the stock market is that every time one person buys, another sells, and both think they are astute. Stay tuned to find out who is really astute in the stock market. The Cat of the Week is Gus from Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Adam, you know, I have a house full of cats and a couple of big dogs. So I have this one cat who every night likes to stand in the hallway and yowl. And he has kind of a a little bit like me because uh, of allergies. I don't know why he has it. But his name is Theo and he has a really gravelly voice. So he'll it's it's hard to describe it. I can't do a good impression, um, but it's a little dusty, gravelly voice. OK, so earlier I was laying on the living room floor because I'm exhausted and I'm wearing a nylon fiber-filled vest. As I'm laying on the floor, Theo shoves his head through one sleeve of the vest and crawls up and is now stuck inside in between my back and the vest and is yelling <laughs> because he can't get out. And then finally his head comes out the other sleeve and he goes out. <laughs> What's not to love? That's what I say. (laughs) What is not to love? Which brings me to this. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA
3: Pet Health Insurance Program.
0: Your pet is part of your family. You know that already. And you want the best for them no matter what. But vet bills can really add up. Go ahead, ask me. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit
3: ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash Paula. That's A-S-P-C-A. We spell that A-S-P-C-A. PetInsurance.com slash Paula. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. And we're back with investor Guy Adami. Why? This is is eye-opening. Guy. Hey guy,
0: hey I've what? Owe- um, now I invested in, I guess, a mutual fund. I guess. Sure, you did. Uh, I invested fifty dollars. When should I get out? <laughs> it was just, it was just a few days ago, by I've, the way. You did? Yeah, I did, and I've been, I've been feeling rich ever since. I right, so, fe- I'm like Mr. Clampett.
1: So you, you ready for this? I want you and Phelps to write this down. If you fail to prepare, You prepare to fail. So, to answer your question, you bought something. So, you have to have a plan. So, you have to say to yourself, okay, Paula, if this goes to $75, I don't care what's happening in the world, I'm selling it. If it goes to $45, in other words, if I'm losing money, I don't care why it's happening, I'm getting out of it. So, you have to have a plan in place. I can't tell you what those numbers are. They're specific to the individual, but you have to have a plan in place before you do anything. And my sense is, given the question you just asked me, you don't have any plan, girl. Yeah, I just said that. I know you don't.
0: I'll be honest. It was totally emotional. Right. Yeah. Sorry, it doesn't
1: mean it's wrong, but you have to have a plan in place as to when to get out, whether you're right or you're wrong. You can't just leave it to chance. So. But don't let the stock, you have to trade the stock. Don't let the stock trade you. You want to write that down as well, by the way. Here's
0: folks. my uh, uh, here's my plan. So I sift litter boxes. I have six litter boxes, and I sift them uh, four or five times a day. So I have this callus on my <laughs> hand from sifting, and sometimes it hurts, and other times it doesn't. What if I got out when my... Callus hurt and stayed in.
1: when it didn't? Would that be a good plan? I think there's a salve for that, Paula. I, I
0: don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> do do uh, you know what I love about what you just said is salve, that you it has an L in it. Yes, that you use the L and salve as Yeah, but he's been he's salve. been leaving
3: out those silent H's left and right all day.
0: That's because they're silent, but salve. Isn't that oh. a
1: great word, a salve? It is a great word, yeah. Thank you. You, di-
0: you almost lubricate with the L as you say it. Now, when they're on the floor, what are the people wearing the jackets?
1: Those are – those. Are <laughs> I love that. They're things called specialists, and specialists specialize in a handful of stocks, and then there are other people that are the brokers and the traders from the different brokerage houses, and their jackets – which are typically very colorful in nature uh designate who they work for uh, like they are effectively the uniforms of traders does that make sense
0: yes yeah um so what are they doing it, what it looks like is just noise it looks like you know they're just yelling who yeah. is recording What is the purpose of their yelling? Why are they yelling? So it's
1: interesting. And and there's, as I mentioned earlier, the movie Trading Places, what you saw at the end of that movie, and I encourage your listeners and viewers to go to Blockbuster this weekend and rent Trading Places and go to the end of the movie and you'll see. Jamie Lee Curtis is great in that too, isn't she? Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is great in everything, by the way. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. Are you still investing in Blockbuster, by the way? Because, Guy, I have a tip for you.
1: Let me hear it. What's the problem? Well, Nothing.
0: Yeah, I I bet you still hold stocks in Forever 21 as well.
1: Love Forever Um, 21.
0: All right, wait, but I've taken you off your course here. So we're talking about why they're shouting and what they're shouting on the stock exchange floor.
1: Right. It seems in this day and age, it seems so uh, antiquated and Neanderthal that men and women are yelling at each other to buy and sell different things. Um, And there's probably a truth to that, but I will tell you, having worked down there, it's actually more efficient than you can uh, ever imagine. It works. The open outcry system works. Now, as computers have become more mainstream, obviously... If you went to the New York Stock Exchange 15 years ago, there were 15 times the amount of people that are there now, and machines are taking over. In another 10 years, you know, there are going to probably be a handful of people doing that, and that open outcry method of people yelling back and forth is going to go the way of the dodo bird, which is unfortunate right. because I do think it was a fascinating and interesting, and, and by the way, a system that worked.
3: But what were right, they but the doing? The machines can make these trades so fast.
1: That's the thing. Camping. So why? So when was the last time you put? Well, I mean, I want your listeners to think about this. When was the last time you placed an order to buy ten shares of General Electric as fast as you can? It's not about speed, right? So the fact that speed somehow came into the uh, equation to me really took a lot away from. The markets that we knew for for decades but and and you know I don't want to go down that rabbit hole but you know technology is great it's not always though uh necessary
0: so what are they doing though they're telling so who whose orders are they
1: following so that's fair so the people on the exchange what where are they getting their orders from mm-hmm. for a lot of people they're taking instructions from the traders at the brokerage houses on Wall Street so A telephone order comes in by 1,000 shares of, uh, what's that, Lipstick Pig or Lip Pan or whatever, Lip Nan? Lipstick Nancy?
0: Lipstick Nancy.
1: Lipstick Nancy. And so he walks into the ring. He looks for somebody that might be selling Lipstick Nancy, and they execute a trade together. So that's what they're doing a lot of times. And if you think about it, this happens, or it used to happen thousands of times a day in hundreds of different names of stocks. And the sound down there to your point, how do you hear what's going on? I'll tell you something. Again, having worked there, my first few days on the commodities exchange, I couldn't hear anything. It was just white noise. And you get to a point where you could actually start to hear individual conversations. That's how in tune you get. So it just takes time. Mm. And it's and it's really interesting. So And to this day, there was a Tom Cruise movie. I want to say it was one of the Mission Impossible movies when he's Sitting in a side room, and he's reading the lips of his then fiance and the, their girlfriends, I think. And my point of saying that is, you know, I've gotten to the point where I can hear conversations in other rooms, yet have a conversation with Phelps and Paula Poundstone at the same time.
3: And oh, that's from are... the
1: discipline of working down there.
3: I think what you were citing though was Tom Cruise's uh, actual life when he was keeping those that creepy those creepy
1: tabs on Katie Holmes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Again, no. I know. Listen, I happen to know that Tom Cruise is a big listener of this podcast, and you don't want to lose him, so yeah, you may want to apologize now. Absolutely I'm Sorry, Tom.
0: Tom Cruise, uh, if you would like to come on outside the Actors Studio, we're we're available for you. Um, all right. So, how would say somebody was selling shares in Lipnan on sure. the floor? Why would they want to
1: do that, though? If you think about honestly, it, why would anybody want to sell those shares?
0: Yeah, you buy Lipnan. You hold on to those for your for sure your you grandchildren. Right.
1: Um, Absolutely. Uh,
0: yeah, and uh, so how would they know who would buy them?
1: So Do, you are they in, like vendors?
0: Do they no, go Lipnan, Lipnan, well, you, get you your know Lipnan? What?
1: Can I tell you something? Actually, yes. They'll walk into the crowd, and that's what we call it—the crowd—and say, you know, Lipnan, who's selling Lipnan? And some guy on the other side, I got fifty Lipnan at four dollars and eighty cents, and. This guy says, "I'll pay you four dollars and sixty-five cents for fifty Lipnan," and they come to some arrangement at some price, and that's a bid for the buyer wow. and offer for the seller. It's so, so old school. It's, it's old. It's, it feels isn't old that timing. interesting? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, And they just have a handshake. And sure, they, they do. And they bought into. I got well, you know something. It's interesting. Let me
1: tell you something, Paul. So it's interesting you say that, and I'm going I just want to talk about this for a second. You say, well, under those set of rules, it sounds like. Um, At the end of the day, somebody could say to the other person, I never bought those shares from you if the market went against them. And you're right. right, That could happen. But it's self-policing. And it'll happen one time. And the next day, when this gentleman or lady comes in and tries to buy or sell something, the rest of the crowd will shun them. So you'll get away with it once. I love that. (laughs) So that's why, getting back to my earlier point, it's efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's step outside the stock exchange now. Let's do um, that.
0: Wait a minute. When you say stock exchange, in Manchester, Massachusetts, where mm-hmm. the f- family that I used to live with lived, um, there is a store. Was that the Sanders
1: family? No, it was yeah. the Masieros. The oh, Mas-
0: there was a, a store. What do you call it? A um, General consi- store? A consignment store. Sure. Um, called the stock exchange. It's still there. <laughs> and... Uh, I've never been inside that store, but I think when you go in there, people yell, "Cashmere sweater! Cashmere sweater!"
1: Well, I'm glad we took that detour. But uh, stepping outside, I I, I didn't take that det. That was Paula took me to Vermont. I'm back here. Oh, believe me, I know. It was
0: Manchester, Massachusetts. Massachusetts.
3: But the reason I want to step outside the stock market is because people are loving trading on their phones and stuff yes, now through apps and whatnot. It almost seems to me as though that there's been sort of a, a gamification of the stock mm-hmm. market in the way a lot of things have been gamified.
1: You want to yeah. talk about whether that's a good idea, why it might not be a good idea and what's well, going I happen on to with it. think you're spot on. I mean, so think about what's Obviously, we all know where we are right now, but think about along the myriad of things we've been missing. One of the major things that this country has been missing are professional sports, not just for the entertainment value, but for the fact that there are a lot of people in this country that like to gamble on professional sports. That's just fact. Well, if you think about it, for the last few months, they've had nothing to gamble on. Um, So where have they gone? Well, if you're familiar with Dave Portnoy, the barstool sports guy— You know, he's made a point of talking about the stock market. And I think for a lot of people, trading stocks has become the outlet for betting on games that they haven't been able to do. And I think to your point about gamification, I think that's exactly what's going on. You pick up your phone, you can buy and sell things, there are no commissions anymore. Everybody's going to this no commission. Uh, strategy so well it's then how cheap are they enough. making
0: money how is the app well, making money well
1: i mean money? they're making money because when the the assets under management gain interest and they get paid certain um we we call them sort of they get paid n- nano pennies on how many shares they trade on exchanges so a lot of times they have a, they have um agreements with exchanges that they get paid so they're making their money trust me so They used to make more on commissions. Now they're making it on actual volume.
0: You know, these people who are so longing to bet on sport, um, the problem with using an app, of course, um, is that the, the device itself is addictive. Yeah. And so I could see people getting into trouble with that. But what if just in your own home, like, for example, here at my house, if I said, like, okay, uh, I'm going to go feed the cats. Uh, any wagers on which cat comes to the bowl first? Yeah. Uh, is it going to be Shamwell or Severus? Shamwell or Severus? You, you know, young couples that are not able to work right now because uh, or go into work because they have small children at home. Mm-hmm. Why not bet? You know, is the kid going to eat his vegetables or not? Well, is, listen, there's a lot of ways. Listen,
1: I can't say about Shamwell or Nancy the cat or who's going to eat first, <laughs> but to your point, I think a lot of people have turned to this this trading on their phones as a form A of entertainment and you know, saying to themselves, listen, this might be a way that I can make extra money and pay the bills. And for for a long time they've only effectively since March, if you think about it, they've only seen the stock market go higher. So, you know, they get desensitized to the fact that stocks go down as well. And my real fear is there are risks associated with this that people just don't understand. And quite frankly, they don't want to know about because when the market goes up every day, if you try to be the person that, that cautions, a lot of times people don't want to hear it. One thing I've learned is everybody tells you they want to hear the truth. The reality is people just want to hear what helps them get through the day and get to sleep at night. That's the truth. Right.
0: Now, if, if I invest... My fifty dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And my plan is when, when, when I can make seventy five. When, when, when I can make seventy five dollars off of my fifty dollars, I'm pulling it out.
1: Well, when you can make so, in other words, when you get to one hundred and twenty five, or if that fifty turns into seventy five. Uh, say I get to one hundred and twenty five. Well, that's think about that. You've more than doubled your money. That's a home run, right? I mean, you would sign up for that today.
0: Um, so but my point, guy, is if I'm doing this in part because I like to gamble and mm-hmm. it's stimulating and it's entertaining, right? So now I have my hundred and twenty five dollars, you know, my original fifty and then the additional seventy five, and I take it out, okay, well that was good. I'm glad I earned that little bit of money, but now it's over. Yeah. So doesn't so it, by its is, very right. nature, make people go back in over course, and over again? 100%. And the odds are that it's not always going to work.
1: Well, I mean, yes, I think you make an excellent point. There's an addiction associated with this as well, and it's unfortunate, but it's true. I mean, it's true with anything. I mean, think about a gambling addiction or drinking. It's all the same thing. And I think a lot of people fall under um, that category, unfortunately, especially now when we're deprived of so many things. So it's a, it's a really dangerous time in our history for a number of reasons, not least of which my concern is, uh, you know, there are people that are looking at the stock market as sort of a giant casino. And we all know how that ends. I mean, that, there's a reason why, unless it's a Trump-owned casino, that they don't go bankrupt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> guy how do you do it are you are you playing a uh, robin hood on your phone or are you do, do you invest in a mutual like how do you largely play the market personally
1: right uh, you know it's for me it's just i have i we have somebody that handles it for us um and i'm not trying to be glib here so i'll still goof around from day to day but for me it's just sort of trying to stay in the market and pay attention but you know a lot of our money's in retirement accounts that are handled by somebody we've been with for many, many years. So I'm not of that, you know, addictive. So your real money is in safe places. Well, relatively. as safe as anything, you know, yeah. that's the other interesting thing. You know, everybody, there's, there's this notion that somehow uh, there's safety in stocks. Yes, there's a somewhat of a truth to that. But again, we've seen how fast stocks can go down as well. And again, if you were paying attention in late February, early March, you saw firsthand how bad things can get, and how fast it can happen. And it's scary. Yeah. Well, thanks, Guy Adami. We've learned a lot about how the stock market works, and now we're going to take the information you
3: just gave us and run it through the old pounce donator. Paula?
0: Hey, Ben. Great job. If I can get a little background music, I'll tell you what I learned. Excellent. Guy was the perfect instructor for my novice class in the stock market. He was most adamant that if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail, which I'm going to memorize because if I ever join a dating site, I'll need a good description of my life for my profile page. <laughs> what is the stock market? Well, the short answer is that the stock market is gambling that can be done during the day with no shame. It is not a measure of how people who have lost their jobs, homes, health care, and or never had a shot at those things to begin with, are doing. Guy suggests that one invest in what you know, which is why I pulled all of my money out of Butterfinger several months ago and I won't go anywhere near publicly traded eyebrow threading companies. <laughs> the Nasdaq is a place where stocks are traded that you cannot get to in a cab from certain parts of New York City. (laughs) All right, he is the Director of Advisor
1: Advocacy. He's the Director of Advisor Advocacy. Just forget it. Just say it's Guy Adami. It's been fun. Listen, by the way, I've enjoyed this. It's been really fun. you guys had a good time. I had a ball. Oh, we've had a great time. This has been a blast, man.
0: Guy, if you ever want me to go on your show and give some stock tips, I'm in. (laughs)
1: <laughs> listen you'll hear you'll, you have bonnie's your person you'll hear from my person soon paula
0: all right that sounds okay, good man definitely. thank you Geig, so much we we're so happy
3: to have you here man thanks thanks paul thanks bonnie i had a lot of fun
4: all right thanks. all right take Bye. care Dad.
0: thank you
3: coming up verbal charades i'm not sure what that is that's coming up right after this
0: Hello, it is our French President Trump, here to tell you that I have a mini-podcast, the Weekly French Trump Press Conference. I take questions from the press and then I storm out when they call me on a lie. I say, shut up, you enemy of the people. I get to lie if I want to. Don't I, Bill Barr? Bill Barr says I get to. My podcast drops every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. East Coast Time. But it is a podcast. It will wait for you wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs)
3: Fun fact, about 3% of Antarctic ice is made of penguin urine, and 94% of that ice is found just outside of penguin bars. (laughs) And we're
0: back. Uh, Paula. Hey, Adam, I have a great idea. Let's play (laughs) Verbal Charades. So, you want to place your raids by describing to me what you're doing? By describing to you what I'm doing physically. Okay. All right, here we go. So, I'm holding my hand in a circle uh, in front of my eye, and I'm using my other hand. Um, it's a movie. Uh, it's a movie. D- yes, it's a movie. Uh, good. Um, I'm holding up my thumb and a finger. It's two words. It's a two word That's movie. That's right. Okay movie right. The
3: Sting. Poseidon Adventure. No, that'd be The Poseidon Adventure. Star Wars. It's Star Wars. All
0: right. My eyes are kind of unfocused, <laughs> and I'm walking around my room, bumping into things. Uh, Blind Harry. Uh, 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 dirty and, Harry. It's and, you. And I'm... Hmm, let's see. I'm... What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm... Uh, my palms are parallel... Parallel
3: palms. Oh, Charlie Chaplin. You're Charlie Chaplin. No, no. I'm not Charlie Chaplin. You're the penguin. You're the penguin. You're Burgess Meredith and Batman. No,
0: my palms are, you know, Bonnie and Tony, feel free to jump in here because Adam is really not cracking this code. So you're wandering around
3: with your palms down.
0: No, my palms are parallel facing uh, vertically. And you're a Neanderthal. no, what's You're Frankenstein. You're paramil- Frankenstein. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it's, it's a, <laughs> it's Clan of the that Cave a, Bear. It's, <laughs> that, it's that great Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy movie, You're a Neanderthal. Tony, so you have that to look <laughs> forward to.
2: Hi, okay. I'm Land Romo, okay. production okay. director at Starburns Audio. At Due mom. to time constraints, we will rejoin this podcast 20 minutes later.
0: Paula, come on, keep going, keep going. There's two um, words. All right, Which word all right. are you doing? Are you doing word one or word oh, two? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm holding up one finger. Sorry. First word. First word yeah. is Frankenstein. Okay, no. So my palms are extended, but they're parallel. Okay? And ah. I'm sort of... I'm. My eyes are unfocused, and I'm moving my palms around parallel, equidistant from my body. Um, it... It's, it's like you're miming a pole. A pole put dancer. Your pole you dancer. It was
4: Frankenstein?
0: No, it's not Ugh. Frankenstein. Put your... It's the two words. It's a two-word title. Oh. Shaft. Okay, so, it's Shaft.
2: So, so put, Hi, I'm Land Romo, <laughs> production yours? director at Starburns <laughs> Audio. Parallel. Due to time constraints, we're going to skip ahead again. I wish I was kidding.
0: I, yes, yes. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say yes. All right. So I'm waving my finger in a circle in your face. So you're sleepwalking. You're sleeping. You're
3: you're you're in a trance. You're uh, you're, you're transients. You're um, uh, okay. And now you're I'm asleep.
0: Stu- I'm, I'm I'm tripping over things. I, I'm
4: I'm Helen Keller. No. <laughs> what was it called? Am I warm? No. <laughs> oh. No.
2: <laughs> Hi. You're I'm Land on. Romo, production director at Starburns Audio. Due to the unusually lengthy nature of this audio charade segment, we will rejoin the program 15 minutes later.
0: Paula, maybe you should try something else. It's okay. Okay. All right. Okay. You're right. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Here's one. Here's one. So I'm my my eye. All right. Listen, this is important. Okay. So my okay, eyes okay. are almost closed, and I hold my Hand up to my face, and I tip it back, and and I go, with my lips.
3: Go what with your lips?
0: I go, with my lips. You kiss. No, I'm not kissing. You
4: pucker. You pucker. No, I Sleep hold. Sleep pucker.
0: In, no. I, cur- <laughs> I curl my fingers. God. I curl my fingers into sort of a fist. My eyes are... are are kind of closed. Is, uh, they're not they're entirely talking? closed, but my eyes are sagging. And You're tired. I, yes, yes. But I tip my head back and I go,
3: well, Sleepy I'm, Hollow!
0: No, no, not Sleepy Hollow.
2: <laughs> no. I'm Land Romo, <laughs> no. production director at Starburns Audio. Okay, so because okay. I'm tipping, it so clearly my, isn't right, Sleepy so, Hollow, I, we I, will I, return I, another 20 minutes into this verbal charade segment of the program.
0: Now, okay. Now I take my other hand, my uh, left hand, and I'm making the letter C in front of myself, but facing down. And I'm pointing. I'm pointing inside the letter C. I'm pointing down into the um, my hand. My right hand is pointing down. Um, uh, cup. uh, It's a cup. Yes, 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 but what? But I'm pointing into it. Drinking uh, empty. water. Uh, drinking keep, wine. Uh, my hand. I'm making a circle. With my with in front of tone, full. Full.
3: It's a full what? cup. It's it's an empty uh, cup. It's a full cup.
0: Um, i I'm, I'm making with my finger. My eyes are kind of saggy a little bit. Drinking then, problem. You have a drinking problem. <laughs> Not anymore. No. So when okay. I um, <laughs> no. But thank you for bringing it up. No. Um. When I
2: <laughs> I'm Land Romo, program director of Starburns Audio. God, I need a drink. We'll return to verbal charades ten minutes further in.
0: I tip, I tip my head back, right, and and then my eyes kind of spring open a little bit.
2: Drinking, Drinking awake. awake.
0: <laughs> yes. Now I'm pointing with my right hand into my this the C circle with my left hand, of my left hand. Drinking glass. Drinking buddy. Dead drunk.
4: Drinking goblet. Class. Something class. No. Class. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this couldn't be any clearer is okay. drunk the first word? No. No, I'm pointing into the sea of my hand. But as I liquid. tip my head back.
2: Liquid liquid.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Liquid sky. No, I'm making the, I'm making <laughs> the the circle gesture in front of Tony's face. S- liquid face. My eyes yeah. pop open a little bit as I tip my head back. Coffee. I'm making this it's, circle and...
4: Coffee! Yes. It's coffee!
0: Coffee! Yes. Uh,
2: coffee? Coffee! It is something about coffee! I'm Landromo, production director at Starburns Audio. We'll rejoin our Verbal Charades players another 30 minutes in.
0: I'm pointing up. Jolt!
2: <laughs> My
0: dogs are barking outside because they know the answer. It's Coca Cola. It's uh, it's it's caffeine. Um, y- y- I'm, I'm making the circle gesture. Okay, it's caffeine.
3: It's
4: it's tea. It's uh, it's it's okay. uh, uh, it's uh, hot right. cocoa. Is there a reason you weren't on password? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're you're
3: brewing. You're mixing. You're making. You're stirring.
0: Maybe try the second I, word.
3: Oh, okay, I think I'm gonna want to punch her when she says what it is. Oh my god. Me too. Go ahead, Paul. What's the second word? Second word. Oh, Let's move shit. On to second word. I just
0: realized I don't have a way of doing the second word.
3: Why <laughs> did you pick this?
0: <laughs>
3: Wait, I want to take a break from yours, okay? I'm holding yeah. my fist in front of my face and making a round motion next to it. You are? Yeah, to start off, I'm giving you one now.
0: Here you go. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so you're holding your fist So, all right. So you're hold- so you're making a, a movie?
3: Yes. Okay. How right, many I words? point at you, and then I hold up. I hold up. I hold up one finger. Oh, it's one word. Yes. And now I'm making punching motions. I'm punching the air. Rocky. Rocky.
0: That's right.
3: Now, Paula, <laughs> continue. Continue yours.
0: Wow. I think you may have. <laughs> you may have chosen an easier one to do. Um. You know, now that I think about it, this is a really poor choice. <laughs> um, Howard. Howard's End. Um, yeah, no, I, it's not
2: I'm Land Romo, and I'm available to any other podcast network.
0: Uh, uh okay, all right. Okay, I'm gonna do another one. I'll tell you that one later. <laughs> Wait. No, all right. Tell, yeah, tell us what. Okay. what it is. I'm holding my hand in a C in front of my eye, and I'm making a circle motion with my other hand. Um, it's a movie. Yes, I'm pointing to Adam. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, I'm holding up three fingers and a thumb. Uh, four words. Yes. Uh, I'm it's the sound f- of
3: music.
4: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, now you have to say what the other one was. Oh, Someone my can God.
3: punch you. <laughs> what was the first one, Paula?
4: Uh.
0: Okay, you're gonna think I'm really stupid when I say this. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, because now that I think of it, I, I thought I could get you to the first word, but clearly right. I couldn't. and you couldn't. And then what I realized was... I, I have no way. Okay, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, I do. Uh, all right. Okay, I'm pulling <laughs> on my ear. I'm I'm pulling on my earlobe. Sounds, Sounds like cornet. Okay. Now I'm banging my two fingers on my forearm. Two syllables. Uh, yes. And now I'm holding up two fingers in the air. Second, Second syllable. syllable. Yes. Uh and now I am holding my uh thumb uh over what would be my private parts. I'm exten I I'm extending my thumb over what would be my private parts. Uh thummy. <laughs> uh, do you want me? You want me to name private parts? There's yeah, only a few. Well, you could, yeah. Okay, Virginia? so Virginia. No, Vag.
3: Uh, um, <laughs> no, I'm extending my thumb. I don't
0: want ex- to hear Adam say Vag <laughs> again. Stop it. <laughs> I much prefer it to Virginia, Lordy. All right, wait. So, well, no, wait, you're no. choosing to do this to us. I'm extending my thumb. Your thumb. I'm extending my thumb from what would be my private parts. I'm extending my thumb down. It's a dick. It's a dick. Yes, I'm pointing to you, Adam. I'm pointing to you. So it sounds like the second syllable sounds like dick. No, it doesn't sound like the second syllable. It is dick. Is dick. um, But it's not. uh, It's sick. No, it's not. It's. I'm shaking my head. (laughs) Oh, so it's, it's another word for dick. No. I'm shaking my head again.
3: It's not another word for dick. You were no. sticking your thumb out of your private parts.
0: Right. Prick. No, it's it's not.
4: <laughs>
0: I'm lost.
4: Okay. All wow. right, wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, does and it I rhyme don't. with sock?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay, I'm pointing to Adam. Man. Yes, I'm nodding my head yes to Tony. Okay, man. man. Oh, so, so it's a man's private part. No.
2: No, man's the second syllable of the second word.
0: Yes. All right. Man. So, so I'm, man. Ba- I'm banging my index finger on my... First syllable.
4: Yes. First syllable.
0: Um, man. Now I'm, I'm tugging on my ear. Sounds like. Sounds okay. like. All right, now I'm putting my palms facing one another uh, on top of each other horizontally, and I'm lifting my right palm off of my left palm and slapping it down again. It's like a shark or S- clam. Smush. I, I'm, po- I'm pointing it at him. It's something with oh, jaws. It's like biting. I'm pointing it at him. It- clam? Uh, yes, yes. So it's clam
3: yeah. man or something. It sounds like clam. I'm pointing it at him. Yes. Ham. Dam. Uh, Ma'am. Bam. Uh, Sam. Stam. Tam.
0: Sandman. What is it, Tony? Sandman. Um. No. Oh.
3: Clam man. Lamb man. Dam man. S-
2: Sam. Pam. Sam.
0: Lamb. Clam. Dam. Bam. A, a Tony, I'm pointing at Tony. The Black Klansman. Yes.
4: That's Black
2: Klansman? The
3: <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? The Black
4: Klansman?
0: I chose a very sophisticated movie to do verbal charades with, I realize now. This was really... There are some problems here, Paula. <laughs>
3: number one, we- number one... Clan doesn't rhyme with clam.
0: <laughs> but I got Tony to it. Co- like, you cake your coffee black?
3: Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that was really fun. That was no, fun. go. you know what? I know what? No, it wasn't fun.
0: <laughs> Tony got it. <laughs> I had it. a great time. Yeah, you know what? You couldn't have gotten it if I didn't communicate it. I mean, you had nothing but what I said to go on. Oh,
4: my no, God. No, but Paula, what was the perpendicular hand thing? Throw your head back. What was that? Those were not. To?
0: Those were two different things. So the perpendicular hands were me feeling on a wall, and if I could have gotten you that far, then I would have indicated that I was trying to find a light switch because
3: it was dark. Right. And dark equals black. Boy, that's a, that. You never would have got us dark there that way. Dark would
4: have been black. Yeah. Well, it would have had
0: to been eventually. You know, you, you have to go, you, you take one word and move to the next and move to the next. You know. Okay.
3: Okay. Verbal. Let me just say, I think, I think you've, you've, you've created a fantastic game and played it very poorly.
0: You know, verbal charades, Adam, is not for everyone. You have to meet certain criteria in order to be invited to play verbal charades. Tony, by the way, is invited. Uh, You and Bonnie (laughs) will have to just watch.
3: All right. Here's the thing. Paula, this is an ironic moment to bring it up, but you uh, recently premiered a new game show, didn't you?
0: (laughs) I did. (laughs) Why don't you tell us
3: about that? Because it sounds fantastic.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I have quite a knack for these game shows. (laughs) I I am the Mark Goodson, Bill Todman of um, podcasting and game shows. Um, This game show, it's called Nobody Asked You, starring Paula Poundstone, and I'll be Paula Poundstone. It's an over-the-counter game show uh, to help with the symptoms of depression caused by the disaster factory that is the year 2020. Each week... Two contestants earn points for what they know about each other. I'll be your lovely host. We tape via Zoom from my (laughs) living room so it also answers the nation's cry to fill the void left by lifestyles of the rich and famous. You can find Nobody Asked You starring Paula Poundstone on YouTube and on our social networks like Facebook, which is good, because Vlad might want to know what we're up to.
3: All right. Well, that's that's a great promo, Paula, and I'm looking forward to seeing that the next installment of that game show on your YouTube channel.
0: Yeah. You know what? We've been developing it all summer, and it has been fun. Um, I I don't know that it'll be as successful as Verbal Charades, but oh, I... What could I, be. Yeah. I live in hope.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I, I just want to remind everybody out there that... Um, Uh, My new venture, the Starburn Sunday Sports Simulcast, is rolling at full speed. And here's how it works, everybody. You watch Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, but you turn the sound down and listen to me and famous comedian Jeff Cesario calling the game in simulcast. It's really fun, we've got some great special guests every week. Uh, just a week or so ago, we had um, Alonzo Bowden, and we also had Peter Sagel sat in with us, the host of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, for a couple of innings. That's every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Turn on your TV while navigating your phone or computer to the Starburns Audio Channel on YouTube. That sounds great. It's really fun. It's fun. It's, it's a way to call the baseball game. You get to watch the baseball game and hear very funny people talking about it as it's happening.
0: Take me out to the comedians. Take me out. Can't go out. Stay inside right. with the comedians. Oh, you know what, Adam? I forgot to say one more thing. I and I, what, you know, what do you got? Uh, I'm tugging on my ear right now. Uh, no, I forgot to say...
3: <laughs> Don't you dare.
0: I feel like this is like the plug a show, but... Uh, I want people to know that they can go to cameo.com slash 33 three, three, and I will deliver a video message to whoever you want. I'll tell your mom that you love her, or I'll tell Mike Pompeo that picking up his laundry isn't part of your job description. That's cameo.com slash That three, three. That is all that. Those are the, only, despite all the things that I'm doing in my life and at Paula I'm not saying one more word about them. <laughs> hey, we want to hear from all of you out there. If you have a great idea for a theme song and you have the you have the essence of our show, then you know what? You can submit one. We play the really great ones on the air. Yeah. You can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're all over the place. We're probably gonna be on the game show channel. And check out our Facebook page at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone.
3: That's our show. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felber. Special thanks to our guest, Gaia Dami, and special thanks to our house band returning champion, Ben Castle. You can reach him at Ben Castle on Twitter and Instagram. Our show is produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezevnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Mixing by Michael Hoagie. Starburns production by Landromo. And a big special shout out to our late intern, Doug. Doug, we miss you more and more every day. And we promise we will bring whoever is responsible to justice. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me, a premier internationally used transcription service. Use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com to receive an expedited
0: service. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please (laughs) listen to me? (laughs) Ben Castle, thank you so much. Sounds terrific. And also, um, you know, Doug would have gotten Black Klansman with... The minute I did the parallel palms,
3: I can't even picture the parallel palms.
0: Yeah, that's a problem. That's a disability. You were you were you were there trying to indicate people, a
3: wall by bringing your palms down near each other.
0: They didn't have to be near each other. They just had to be parallel because Oh, I surface. see. You were
3: disoriented, feeling for a wall in the dark.
0: Yes, that's exactly oh, right. Oh dear. Oh dear, yeah. Paula. It was a. It was a. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, ch- I And when I chose the film, I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This will be easy. Um, <laughs> you But you got Sound of Music without me even saying anything other than it was... Uh, I, you know, I think of that
3: as the movie you're going to mention next at all times.
0: <laughs> it's true. There's so many ways that Sound of Music comes up in a person's life.
3: It doesn't mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like when the Baroness... Send you off to boarding school?
3: No, like when I hang out with you.
0: Oh, (laughs) that. (laughs) A A podcast network.